Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. And today, coming to you live from my shitbox hotel somewhere in the in the suburbs of Ann Arbor or Detroit, however you will, somewhere in between. How about that? And uh, a football game was played today. We lost pretty big. It was 63 to 10 Michigan, and it never really was a contest. You kind of get the feel that the game wasn't played to win from the jump, in my opinion. No, I wouldn't say played. It wasn't. It just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just didn't, it didn't feel right. And uh, they put it on us early. They put it, put it on us often. Coach Hammock said it best in the press conference. Like I said, I don't think it was the team didn't want to win because obviously you want to win every game that you play, but the team was just outmatched today. They were out, outsized, out physical, out coached, out played, everything above. But the beautiful part about today is that it's a non-conference game. Uh, it was a game that we get paid to play in. So hopefully that money is put to good use within the program. And maybe we'll learn from this. Maybe when this team is fully developed and matured and a little bit older, they can go and play a team of this caliber. But I think this game says more about Michigan than it does about us. And here's why. Michigan for years has been one of those teams that has – not lived up to their expectations. Uh, they haven't been able to capitalize on countless high-level recruits and and finishing towards the, the middle of the Big Ten, losing to Ohio State like every year, as long as I can remember, as long as I've been born almost. There's been few years. They're like, they're less, uh, they're less common than leap years. But today I witnessed a football game that had 73 points put up in total. And there was only 34 passes thrown. So our run defense was simply outmatched from the jump. Uh, Blake Corum, 13 carries, 125 yards. Donovan Edwards, 8 for 86. Hassan Haskins, 9 for 56. The trio combined for seven touchdowns. 49 points from three guys. Cade McNamara threw one. I think it was like an 87-yarder. It was reported in the press box that it was the third longest uh, touchdown pass in, in Michigan history. So, yeah. The offense really couldn't get moving early. First drive, three and out, that's the worst thing you want because I know we're more of a team that likes to play, hey, we'll kick off to you, and then we'll we'll take the ball in the second half. We did that last week with Wyoming. And this game, you want to get points early. And they were unsuccessful in getting points on that first drive. And obviously not the end of the game, but they followed it up with allowing a two-minute touchdown drive by Michigan and – after the first quarter, the first quarter was probably the best quarter by NIU. And maybe the second half uh, from the fourth down stop to the end of the fourth quarter, I would say, was very well. But the 10-play, 72-yard drive that ended in a field goal with John Richardson from probably like 20 yards out. In this game, uh, obviously it didn't matter at the end of the day, but in this game, you want to see your team go for the touchdown from three yards out. And, and to be honest – they, they didn't even need the touchdown. They only needed two yards to get the first down. They kicked the field goal there. Yeah, the defense wasn't able to record a stop until it was 63-3 in the fourth quarter with about three minutes. And let me say this off top. 
I know Coach Hammock was was nice about it in the press conference, but Jim Harbaugh is just an absolute prick for going for it on fourth down three times up 60 or 53 the, the other time that he went for it. Absolutely absurd. Jim Harbaugh, you're just a jack off for that. Like, I, I could not believe that he did that. But, yeah, overall, there really isn't much to, like, talk about. The game overall was – it was over early. The defense looked very leaky, but like like it was said in the press conference, I mean, we're not going to be playing teams of this caliber all season. This will be the best team that we play all year long. And seeing how the MAC has looked so far, uh, some teams have looked better than others. Western Michigan actually just beat Pittsburgh today. That's a big upset. I think they were two touchdown underdogs. It's wide open. Ball State is getting blown out right now against Wyoming, thirty-one to nothing. Uh, it's like, I think it's a little bit past the half, or maybe that was the score at halftime. But last time I looked, it was 31 nothing, And I don't think they're coming back from that one. And that is not Michigan. That is Wyoming. That's a team that we took to the last whistle. I know it was a little bit of a blowout uh, at one point, but they, they fought. They got to the end of the game, but it was not one of the games that was meant to, to go our way. Uh, there was no point in the game where it was ever in doubt that Michigan was going to win. And... Some of the lone bright spots were the running game looked good considering they were the only thing that we really did today. Rocky only threw the ball 17 times, which hopefully going into conference play, that's something that opens up a little bit more. You'd like to see Rocky get more attempts. I said before the game, you want to see him get at around or above 25 attempts. And today he finished with 17 he was 9 of 17 for, I believe, like 40 yards, something like that. Nothing was really thrown down the field. Um, they were all short routes. Coach attributed it to, you know, and again, the kid that they played today, Aiden Hutchinson, holy crap. That kid saw him walking out with his family. It was like a mob of 300 people walking out the game. And that guy's going to be playing on Sundays. Corum and Haskins will be playing on Sundays. Edwards probably will. McNamara will go play in like the CFL or something because he doesn't throw the ball at all. He could have, you know, he he's thrown the ball, I think, less than 20 times in each game, but that's the, the playbook that they call and that's what they run. Um, overall, there's not really too much to take away from this game. Uh, obviously, we came in, we want to run the football, we want to run our game plan, we want to do our thing, but, you know, a team that's going to score 63 points you're going to have to eventually open up. But at a certain point, it was like, we're not going to come back. We don't want anyone to get hurt. Let's get some other people playing time. I uh, saw some Jay Ducker today. If that's what he, that's what he's going by this season is Jay. And seven carries for 28 yards, four yards of pop. Clint had some nice carries for six yards of pop. And Rocky had a 45-yarder, a nice wave to the crowd. Because uh, even though Rocky you know, is, is on our team. Now he did have his moment last year against those guys and girls up in uh, the stands at, at Michigan stadium in Ann Arbor. And today it wasn't his day and it wasn't really a game plan designed for him to flourish. I guess you would say it was more of a run heavy game plan, you know, two receiver sets, two tight end sets, not too much for him to work with. And defensively, uh, Davern Rainier led the led the way. Him and Lance led the way with uh, tackles solo. Lance had five. Davern had six. Jordan Hansen also had five tackles as well. And you can't really take away the heart and the effort and 
just going out there and, and trying. But the defense, when they get back to DeKalb, has to figure out what works going into conference play. And I know these are outlier games, 113 points in two games. That's just not great. It's not going to happen. I, I think the only team really capable of putting up that many points could be Buffalo, but I don't even know if Buffalo's on our schedule and, and I'll look. I, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but you have one week against an FCS opponent in Maine to figure out what is wrong with the team and not with the team. Cause there's, I think I'm overreacting. Let me slap. These are knee jerk reactions. Let me, let me calm down. I think this team can win the Mac. I think this team will go over six and six. And I think we will be playing in a bowl game. It's early. These are why you schedule these games. These are why you play conference games. This is simply what college football is all about. You guys all saw week one when we went down to Georgia tech and won. This is still that same team lost a tough one last week and lost a game that really wasn't a contest this week. And now we're on to Maine and Maine. You know, I say it every week on my Notre Dame podcast, uh, especially before the Toledo game. And of course, Toledo took Notre Dame down to the last whistle. These FCS opponents, just like how we went to Georgia tech and won as a, a smaller school and a big underdog, it can happen on any given Saturday. Don't overlook them. Trust your game plan. Trust your, you know, trust the guy next to you, trust your coaching, and let's really clean some things up because we have an opportunity to do so with a lesser opponent to figure out what works defensively going into conference play. It's conference play from here on out after Maine, so you have to figure it out going into conference play because those games count for more. You obviously want to have a chance to come back to Detroit at the end of the year and play in, and play in the MAC championship. So a lot to be played for. Today, in the grand scheme of things, meant nothing. Michigan ran up the score on us. Harbaugh went for it on fourth down. The defense couldn't really stop anything. And the offense really didn't open up. I think they're going to open up more in conference play. You're going to see more passing attempts. You're going to see more variety. You're not going to see so much vanilla stuff. You're going to see this team really try to make the best of their conference season because we're 0-0 zero and zero in conference play. And we have one more game in non-conference to make it so that we only need four conference wins to be bowl eligible. So we went 0-6 last year. People forget that. No, nobody forgets that. Never forget, but we forgive the guys for last season as this season is a fresh slate. We still have nine more games to go out and prove what we can do and to go out and make the best of this season and find a way to get to a bowl game and win a bowl game and hopefully a MAC championship. Uh, special teams player of the game, John Richardson. Uh, I was going to give him full game MVP if we didn't score the touchdown late, but John Richardson, special teams MVP. I know you really don't want to kick a field goal in this game at all, but Richardson came out, made his kick, didn't kick anything out of bounds in his, in his few kickoffs that he had. I think he had like three or four. And that's what, that's what we wanted. It's literally what I said on the pregame, make all your kicks and don't kick it out of bounds. And he did that. Um, Matt Ferentz obviously kicked the ball all over the yard today. And, and hold on, hold the phone. Matt Ferentz got absolutely eviscerated on a point that it was called, it was flagged, but Jesus Christ, like punters are, they're in their own world. Matt is out there to catch the ball get his, you know, his footwork right and to get the ball off, to kick the ball. 
and he's out there getting flatlined by two guys, and you just can't have that. So glad that was flagged. Glad they were able to to get the first down off that, but cannot have that. Uh, and another thing that I really would like to see is Trayvon Rudolph get the opportunity to return kicks. He's back there for a reason. Some of them went out of the end zone. You obviously understand that. A lot of them didn't. So you want to see him have the ability to take kicks out of the end zone and and do his thing. He was an All-American last year, and that should not be forgotten. Offensive MVP, uh, offensive MVP Rocky. One touchdown pass, one interception. Again, with the tip passes, he might be the, the most unlucky guy I know with tipped pass interceptions or, or dropped dropped catch or whatever, however, however, which way you want to cut it, but he has some bad luck with the ball bouncing his way. And that's what he was a victim of today. Uh, we didn't fumble the ball. We took care of the football. We just really didn't, we really didn't play or, or call an aggressive game. Uh, it was very vanilla. We wanted to run the football. They were 36 from 162, not too bad. Everybody got their carries. Aaron Collins got a little bit of play towards the end. Clint got a couple Jay. Harrison had 12 and Rocky had seven. It's unfortunate. It is what it is though. And I'm not gonna, you know, sit here and hang my head on a week three matchup against a team that could compete for the big 10. I'm not going to say they're going to win the big 10, but they could compete for the big 10. It's a very real possibility. So yeah, offensive MVP, Rocky defensive MVP. We're going tandem linebacking core, Dave Vern Rainier and Lance DeVoe played their ass off today. And I, I'm on the main. That's it. I, I, this game is flushed. It was still a, a great experience. The Michigan press box was absolutely beautiful. Huge facility. I got a miss rat. I got a miss, uh, a miswrapped wrap. I didn't know how to say it. I, I, I signed up for a chicken Caesar wrap. I didn't even sign up for anything. I just grabbed it. And it was definitely a veggie wrap. I like bite into it. There's a bunch of mushrooms in it. I don't, I'm not really a mushroom guy. Uh, so I had to kind of pull those out. But other than that, Everything was good. The cookie was nice and soft in the in the little lunchbox, and and they were able to help us with everything. Uh, my only gripe is the press area for the press conference was like it was. It might as well have been back into Calvin. It was on the other side of the stadium, but I'm just being dramatic. Uh, it was overall a great facility, bucket list type stuff, and I can't be anything but thankful for the opportunities that. Uh, I've been provided in covering this team and I'm going to continue to be thankful and ready for whatever comes next. Nothing can be as bad as last year. I'm ready for a home game against Maine. Anticipate we can get at least half of the stands filled again. Let's try and shoot for even more. There was like 11,000 people there. Let's try and do 13,000, something like that. That'd be nice. So with that being said, uh, offensive MVP, Rocky, defensive MVP, Lance DeVoe and Daverne Rainier, and special teams MVP, John Richardson. This Tuesday, don't forget, we're going to be back out at Fatty's. And I know I teased the guests, but the guests have been locked in. I talked to my guy, JJ Lippy, the young offensive lineman, and we're going to go, we're going to go with the guys up front for next week. We're going to go with two offensive line. We're going to go with JJ Lippy and we're going to go Marcus Cox. So it's going to be a fun time. Come join us out at Fatty's, 6 o'clock on Tuesday, September 21st. Preview the main game. Get to know JJ and Marcus a lot more because I had JJ on before. I haven't had Marcus on, so it'll be good to get to know them, a little bit of their backstory, and we'll talk just about the season in general, probably not too much about this week as, like I said, 24-hour rule, win, lose, or draw. Flush this one. I'm leaving this thing 
uh, when I, you know, when I check out at the hotel in the morning. I'll have the pictures and, and the memories of saying, hey, I was able to go cover a game at Michigan. It was a lot of fun aside from losing by 53, but got to see my guys. And even though I haven't said it yet, still proud of them. Got killed, but still proud of them. Uh, it is what it is. Love this team. Watch Notre Dame play a nail biter down to the end and was punching air in the Uber. <laughs> so college football does, does crazy things. And this season has just begun. We're only a quarter of the way through it. Lock in. Don't give up on this team. Be ready for week four at home against Maine. Be ready for fatties this Tuesday. Come join us. And uh, shout out to the McKinnon family. I ran into redshirt freshman Brandon McKinnon's family outside the game as I was just like trying to find a good area that I didn't have to pay $90 for an Uber. 27 on the way there, 41 on the way back. Not too bad. It was $60 to park. I would have just been annoyed driving in that. So it was, it is what it is. Shout out to the McKinnon family though. I, as someone who has started this from the ground up to, to meet people that support your show and, uh, and to meet players, families that support your show, that means everything to me without the players and, and without the team and without the coaches contributions, this would just be me screaming into a microphone as, you know, my co-host has moved on to the big leagues, Ethan, my guy. So yeah, the people that support this show as well, make it what it is today. Uh, without your support, there's, there's no way I would have a live show. So for families like the McKinnons and, and families that, that listen to the show and support me and what I do for this program, all the love in the world, I'm going to continue to do my best, continue to put my best foot forward for this program. And onward we are to Maine, where our task is to go 1-0 and next week going into conference play. But this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main accounts at Huskies on Tap. Stay tuned for our pregame episode. I don't have the guests locked in for that episode yet, as they will be released to me Monday night. Um, before the press day at NIU on Tuesday, but don't be shy. Come join us. Going to have a great time out there on Tuesday with JJ and Marcus and go Husky. Yeah. I got drink of living lips in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living lips in the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Start, I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. So you put me over coming with the they took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away. Yeah. Jumping in heart away.